And it's irrelevant Ooh, as to whether... No, no. The cares uh, about <laughs> your cat. Wait, wait. <laughs> do it again. Wait, wait. No, okay. I'm not doing it again. No, do it Come again. Come closer to the mic. Do it again. Wow, okay. Come closer to the mic. Come closer uh, to the microphone. Come closer to the microphone. I feel like we're too close. All right. Okay, say it again. Who the cares no. about your cat? Say it. You have to be able to bleep it. But it was um blanked out in the meme. No, but you... you... Oh. Who the f*** cares about your cat? Who the f*** cares about, about your, your cat? podcast. So this cast is to announce the first winner of our Star Trek fan fiction contest. Finally, right? Well, it's taken a while to get this out because of schedules and plans we had for presenting it to you guys, which took longer to execute than originally anticipated. So at first we were just going to announce the winners during the cast and post them on the website over a series of Friday fiction posts. But then, since Dylan needed to read the stories first, we decided to actually read the stories to you on the cast itself. Plus, it seemed like it would be more fun that way and interesting. And why waste a free actor, right? Now, we're still going to publish them on the site over the next few weeks as Friday Fiction Publications, but we're also going to be reading them in the podcast. Now, I'm not going to pretend this is some high-end polished audiobook production, because it's not. I mean, it's us, you know. That said, it's still a fun and interesting way to enjoy the stories. So this cast features our third place winner and their story. Enjoy! Everybody, wait, I'm just trying to see. Did I'm gonna fix a chair. Did I just break it? No. I don't think so. I don't think I broke it. I think it's okay. I think it's fine. It's cat revenge. Right on two. Alright. Which, okay, can I just say, I have no idea what this is. Um, I've kind of been on hiatus for a bit. Because basically, wait, am I announcing Dylan this? Dylan has in- a new job. Yay! An awesome job that is taking all of his time. <laughs> and so Brandon and I are taking over, but Brandon has had his an event today, and today was the only day that Dylan could record the podcast. 
So it's just me and Dylan today. Yay! Yay! Good! Editor-in-chief, not on the podcast. No, I'm kidding. Uh, sort of not optimal. because Brandon's not here, but we'll, we'll Yay! Make, we'll make podcast. Yeah. Basically, I actually did not set up this particular contest. So I am completely unaware as to what you guys have been doing. I believe it was... Was this the fan fiction contest? This is the fan fiction Oh my contest. god! I have to read some of this. Hold on. Look at this cat. The cat is a distraction. Ignore the cat. No. Let's go on a tangent. Let's go on a tangent right now and talk about the cat that I'm looking at. We have a cat in front of us, ladies and gentlemen. Her name is Sally. My computer's freezing. Oh, you know what? I'm going to sign out of this game. What are we talking help. about? You, you have to keep <laughs> the part... I'm locked into a game because my guild is doing um, Extra Life today. See what game it is. Star Wars, The Old Republic. I mean, dude, usually I'm very prepared, but this was kind of an impromptu uh, thing here. So I'm very much not prepared. It's asking me to download Real Player 7. <laughs> Click Preferences. <laughs> and go to Default Media Browser. What's this? Okay, so my okay, mouse is turning into an hourglass. What's happening? Okay. Just wait. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, I forget what he actually says. but We are going to... Oh my goodness! So basically... I'm so excited. What? So basically, here's what happened. I'm reading all of them. So we had the fan fiction contest. Whoa, that's so cute! Oh, I can't wait to read this! Oh so my we're going to read these stories to you guys. Yay! Stories! For the podcast. Cave It, an enterprise fanfic by Trish Bennett. You're announcing oh, oh, winners. Oh. <laughs> and we have it. They're like going, oh my god, that was my story. Um, winner. <laughs> and we haven't, we haven't um, announced the winners yet. Uh, sorry, uh, Trish. <laughs> Spoiler alert. You win. Yay. So now the rest of you have to wait for the whole podcast. So basically. Um, from the creators of Jupiter Ascending, it's the sci Oh, God, no. Actually, no, no. We don't want to be associated with that. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm, uh, well, listen, if you like Jupiter Ascending, I, I don't know what the f*** is wrong with you. No, I'm kidding. I, I, it, the story concept was fantastic. Okay. It was just very poorly executed. So it was like the prequel trilogy. Of Star well, it was way worse than the prequel. So, uh, so it was like episode one. <laughs> Kinda. It was like the Phantom Menace. <coughs> Kinda. Was it like? Oh, it was like the Last Airbender. Like, like I like the Last Airbender movie, the, but what? Oh but God! No. I never watched no. the TV show. You? Uh, no, even after that, like, come on, no. Listen, hold on. Even though Elyon has very good taste in films, I will say you are sometimes very forgiving of movies that I personally think are maybe worse. You know what I mean? Like, like, like. Here's an example. There was that game movie we used to watch. That there was that movie you showed me called Game Box 1.0 or something like that that you really like, and I think might be like one of the worst movies I've ever seen. 
but it's not actually that bad. But like, I'm I'm kind of like 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 I don't know. I didn't think it was well, that maybe, good. Maybe so. you know, maybe it may also be partially because I'm a gamer. And I guess you were. Yeah, I could I could I could see you being into it just because that. I just I just remembered not liking it. All right. I don't know. It's it's fine. It's fine. That's okay. It's fine. listen. Hey, fine. I can I can trash myself right now by saying fine. that I think Jurassic World is one of the greatest things that's ever been made on the face of this planet. There, there's my taste in movies for you. Jurassic World is art, high art, of the caliber that you might hold, say, uh, Lawrence of Arabia. I haven't even seen Lawrence of Arabia, but anyway, after that whole thing. So, so here's what we did, okay? So, we had a bunch of entries. We read all the entries. Yay! Okay. Many entries. We read all the entries, and we wanted to pick the top three because originally it was, you know, the top three. So, we had to come up with, like, a numerical system because each of the editors who read the stories had different favorites. Oh, seriously? So we ranked... So basically what we did... So this is like an editor's choice award type of thing where you rank the edit choices? So what we did was each editor, where there were three of us, three of us read the stories. Okay? Yeah. And we ranked them in the order that we liked them. Okay. We ranked them in order. One, two, three, four, etc. Right? Mm -hmm. So the, the person with the lowest score is the winner because that would be our number one choice. So you see what I mean? So like... I, yeah. don't, I actually don't understand that. What do you mean? Okay. So let's just say for the sake of this conversation that there were 20 stories. Okay. Okay. We ranked them in order 1 to 20. Oh. And whatever the I rank see. is, you that's the number you the, get. You basically added up, let's say, okay, so let's say blah, blah, blah by someone s- smart is uh got was somebody's number was somebody's three, number three but somebody two, else's number one, two, two yeah one. you add one two and three and whichever one had the lowest amount is the one right. okay exactly. that's cool that's how we did it. oh new types of voting systems hey hey people write this write this down that was me I'm, it's a great idea you know i'm an, I'm an organizer person. That's, that's actually an awesome way of scoring yeah. so the lowest score won so what happened was we had two stories that had the same score and they were both in the top three. So we have a tie for second place. Yes, we have a tie for second place. We have a first place winner and we have a third place winner. Mm. Okay. So what we're going to do is we are going to read the winners to you. And Dylan is an actor and I'm a clown so this should be fun (laughs) so we're gonna read the winners to you in order from third place to first place yeah so wait are they comedic or are they serious i don't know what do you mean you don't know you read all three they're good i don't want to spoil anything are they comedic or are they serious some of them are funny some of them are cute we're only reading four stories. Because if they're all cute, I'm going to have, like, a cute attitude. I'm not going to, like, make a weird voice, but, like, okay. you know I'm saying. Oh, I guess I should print two okay, copies. Okay, I have this catalog. We can catalog. share. I don't have to print two copies, right? We can share. I should print two copies. Print, I print two, two copies. copies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are I'm gonna so go, pressed for I'm going to go wash my hands. 
We're not pressed for time at all. What are you talking about? It's not like I had to go see a movie in two hours. What? And I have to go see a play in an hour and a half. Oh, God. And, and my I guild is expecting me to be back online in 12 Man, minutes. Man, it's like our <laughs> schedules are completely I have a raid screwed. in 12 minutes. I have a raid in nine minutes. <laughs> this is the third time. I this know. Is the third time we do a podcast. And we're pressed for time. I, I you specifically have like something to do in Star Wars: The Old Republic. You cannot change that. You have to. Even if if I'm not available to record, you have to have to make sure that you're pressed for time when you're recording. It has to be like a I'm stressful. For time. No, no, but it's got to be like a stressful situation. Like God, that, no, okay, not not like stressful, but just like just like press for time. Just oh, hold on, I'm leaving the room. I'm laying a cat out and washing my hands. Print copies while I go. Keep, keep talking to them. Stop keep the music talking here. talking to them. Editor, stop the music here. Stop the music here? What does that mean? What does that mean? Stop the music here? So what does he want? You guys just listening to air? We're not doing that. We're not listening to air. We're listening to printing sounds. I'm sure that this is just thrilling <laughs> content, compelling sounds. So I'm just sitting here by myself. I'm not really a podcaster, but I, I like talking to people back and forth. Not one way. That's recording that whole Third time, right? Third place. Yes, I'm still recording. Good. Okay, good. <laughs> Turn the music back on, editor. Right now. <laughs> All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Let's go. Eight okay. minutes. Eight minutes to show time. Okay. So, <clears throat> so what, what, what is it? Okay. Our third place winner, all to herself, is from. I'm face palming right now. No, 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 winner <clears throat> is Lorraine Sharma Nelson. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And her short story is called Tribbles and Woes by Lorraine Sharma Nelson. Cyrano Jones had had it. It was now exactly one year since Kirk had subjected him to K-7 with the express order of removing all the Tribbles from the space station. To date, he had removed several thousand, according to his calculations, which were based on Mr. Spock's original calculations. That still left hundreds of thousands to go, providing, of course, he lived long enough to reach even half that goal. Jones straightened his back, groaning as he rubbed that infernal sore spot at the base of his spine. 
Blast Kirk and his morbid sense of humor. Thanks to him, Jones now had a chronic back problem. Jones docked his ship in its usual spot outside K-7 and transported to the station. He headed to the lounge, hoping not to run into either Tribbles or that suspicious bartender. Stepping inside, he glanced around. A few Orions, a couple of Andorians, some Tellarites, but that was about it. A slow night. His gaze slid to the bar. Of course, that long-faced sourpuss was there. He was always there. Jones still hadn't figured out the Kerr's schedule. No matter. He wasn't here to cause trouble, and he did have enough credits from his trip to the Merchant Planet to pay the tightwad and get himself a nice glass of Saurian brandy. As Jones gulped down his drink, the bartender made small talk. I heard the Enterprise was going to be back in this quadrant in a few days. Jones's heartbeat quickened in excitement. That meant he would have the chance to speak to Kirk again. From what he'd heard of the man, and the stories were legendary, Kirk was a man of honor. Surely this time he'd listen to reason. With a spring in his step that had been missing all year, Jones headed back to his room, whistling a merry tune. Jones paused at the entrance to the lounge, his gaze seeking out Kirk. There he was with his bridge crew, as Mr. Lurie had informed him. He recognized the pretty woman who he'd gifted with a tribble, and the man who was with her, and of course the Vulcan who had calculated exactly how long it would take Jones to clean up the blasted place. Jones approached the table, pitting a big smile on his face. Captain Kirk, my old friend, this is an unexpected pleasure. The conversation at the table stopped, and everyone turned as one to stare at him. Jones cringed inwardly, but refused to be intimidated, especially by the slightly raised eyebrow of Kirk's first officer. Why, Mr. Jones, how nice to see you again. How goes the cleanup? Kirk glanced around. I must say, the bar looks impressively triple-free. Jones' smile wavered. That's actually what I wanted to talk to you about, sir. May I join you? Without waiting for a response, Jones pulled out a chair and plunked himself down beside the man drinking what looked like a very good scotch. Captain Kirk. Friend Kirk. I am here to plead my case. I've been picking up these infernal creatures now for a year. A year, sir. My back is shot. My stress level has increased exponentially. I see the furry little things in my sleep, in my waking life. They're everywhere. I can't get away from them. I'm here to beg you to reconsider my sentence, Captain. Either lessen the time I have to spend here, or give me a crew so I can be gone from this place before I expire from old age. There was silence after he finished his plea. He took a deep breath and waited. His hands clutched around a glass of Romulan ale someone had handed him. He took a gulp, grimaced, and looked longingly at the scotch. After all, he added, as I pointed out the last time we met, it was my tribbles that helped expose the Klingon traitor who tried to sabotage the grain due to be delivered to Sherman's planet. Why, if not for me, the Federation wouldn't have its treaty with them. Kirk exchanged an amused look with the Vulcan. Panicked, Jones babbled on. In fact, 
You should pin a medal on me, not treat me like a lowly prisoner serving hard time at a space station at the back end of the galaxy. Kirk cleared his throat. throat) Well, Mr. Jones, according to Mr. Lurie, you've been very diligent in your work. He says that you are indeed taking your job seriously. Jones leaned forward eagerly. Oh, I am, Captain. I am. Kirk smiled. He glanced at his first officer. Mr. Spock, if we agreed to a crew to assist Mr. Jones, how long would it take him to rid K-7 of the triple? Spock appeared to consider the question seriously, then turned to his captain. Depending on the size of the crew Starfleet agrees to, I believe Mr. Jones could potentially finish this project in eight years, three months, and five days. Jones' face fell. Another eight years? Three months and five days, Spock repeated with a straight face. How about it, Mr. Jones? I believe that's the best offer you're going to get. Jones glared at Kirk. You're a hard man, Captain Kirk. Kirk smiled, a twinkle in his eyes. But you'll accept the offer. He'll accept the offer, Spot deadpanned. I'll accept the offer, Jones said. He sighed, then turned to the man beside him. Sir, that looks like a mighty good scotch. The man slid his glass over to Jones. Aye, that it is, laddie. Try a wee bit. You'll find that a true Scotsman never drinks anything but the best. The end. Okay. And that is our third place winner. High end audiobook done with actors from all <laughs> over the galaxy, hired for millions of dollar credits. Ah. Lorraine, I, I, I hope you thought that that story had a lot of heart. And that wraps up this episode of The Pod. Congratulations again to Lorraine. Thank you very much for your entry. I really enjoyed it, and everybody here enjoyed it which obviously is why it's one of the winners. Now, if you like Lorraine's story, be sure to comment on our Facebook or on iTunes and let us know. Thanks in advance for that. Now, if you didn't already know, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Just search for Sci-Fi Bloggers and We Are Sci-Fi, and it'll come right up in the search results. Now, by the time this podcast comes out or within a few days, the article announcing all the winners should be on the blog at scififibloggers.com. The stories will also be posted for the next four Friday Fictions, and there you can read and download them. So be sure to check that out and sign up for the mailing list so you'll know exactly when they go live. Thanks for listening. See ya! You're listening to The Pod, the Sci-Fi Bloggers Podcast, where we are sci-fi.